Welcome back to the Kipo YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Chris Perry. What's good, my boy, Chris? You know, I'm good. Early start to the day, made some money, and now we're here doing what we got to hey. do. All right. I'm going to be honest. We kind of waited a little bit to get into these postseason um, reviews. AFC North. It was the first division we started with when we were doing the preseason predictions. We did cover all four teams in the AFC North and how we think they'd play out for the year. You can yeah. go back on the channel and check those out. Um, but we're here to see how well we know football. I think we did a pretty solid job. I think we did the best under the circumstances given. There's a lot of other narratives that were thrown out there, other situations that arose that we didn't plan for, and we still got pretty close. So I like it. I mean, let's start off with the division champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you surprised? I think you were pretty spot on. No. Okay. I, I also had them – actually, I had them tying to win the division, but we will get into that later. later. But um, Which, ironically, didn't that technically happen? No, we definitely won the division. We just couldn't win the conference. You won the division, but it was something with the playoff game, right, because of yeah, what happened? because okay. we played one less game – um, let's say, for example, if we would have lost to the Ravens week 18, they would have been 11 and six and we would have been 11 and five. So, then, ah, so that's how, yeah. okay. But yeah, um, like you heard, they played one less game. 12 and four was their actual record. Chris had them at 13 and four, been. which everything's shaping up in that game with one drive. I know it was only one drive, but I agree with Chris on this one. I think they were on their way to winning that game against the Bills. No question. Um, I had them 12-5. and five, And the biggest difference we had, actually, I think, was that Bills game. I had them losing to the Bills. So Yeah, which is like, that's why the timing on. of that is so crazy. Because at the beginning of the season, we both knew that would be like a critical point for both teams. And then it was the biggest moment. You might even be able to find a clip yeah, on, like, the, on the previous vid of us really discussing how important that Bills game was going to be too important but, yeah we didn't expect the love the level of importance that happened like, we expected to stay on the field yeah. um but yeah uh Bengals did what they were supposed to do they stayed healthy for most of the year um defense played well offensive line did not play as advertised i think you would agree with that yeah it wasn't as horrible, advertised but, yeah it wasn't yeah. bad but it was supposed to be a lot better it was supposed to be greatly improved um and i will say that it it took a step back to begin the year. Yeah. Um, they figured it out a little bit after about game six. But, yeah. yeah, it was nothing like what we were expecting based on the, the additions that they had in free agency. Um, Jamar Chase dealt with injury, came back. T. Higgins yeah. had a, an okay year. Um, Tyler Boyd kind of had a, a step back kind of year as the third receiver. But everything was okay. And Mixon had his, his good days and Mixon had some bad days. But the offense as a whole yeah. clicked and – Made it to another AFC Championship game, and it was just not in the cards for them to make it. I wouldn't even say it was in the cards to make it. It's just the same thing I've been saying all year. The same reason why I didn't believe in the Ravens. The biggest issue for teams later down the stretch is just being healthy. Like, in the playoffs, the healthiest, the hottest, they tend to win. Now, we were hot, but we had three starting linemen out when we need them the most. So, that did play on our downfall. We weren't able to adjust, and then... A man named Chris Jones took over, so can't be mad. Yeah, really that boy had a that boy had a day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bengals won the division. We had that. Um. I'll move on to Pittsburgh next. Yeah. They finished nine and eight. 
um all we were advertising in the pittsburgh vid was this would be the first year in a very long time that they'd be under 500 yeah chris i think you had them seven and ten i did that's close i had them eight and nine but we both thought that you know that that reign of consistency at least would end and they proved us wrong to an extent they were nine and eight so i was a game off yeah they, br- they barely made off. the cut but they made it yeah kudos but they them. did it they, they were over 500 um we saw some solid things out of kenny pickett this year yeah i like what i saw um the offensive line was abysmal as um, that that line Najee. was as advertised we knew that was going to be like that yeah we knew that was going to be the issue that's why we had them losing this many games Najee had a, a year where he stepped back, and a lot of people got on this case about how he was running the ball. He kind of strengthened up at the back end of the year. But, again, behind that line, it's, it's a tough ask when yes. you already have a rookie quarterback and weapons who are trying to figure out how to play with each other for the first time. Deontay Johnson had probably the unluckiest year of a wide receiver. I yeah. think he had the most targets for a wide receiver without a touchdown in a season. Um, yeah. Not stats you really want as a receiver. And he seems to be a little bit disgruntled about the situation in Pittsburgh, so that's something to watch. Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh defense still elite. Was able to keep them afloat even after losing T.J. Watt for a lot of the year, and T.J. Watt is still him. Um, and of course, yeah. Mike Tomlin still getting the job done as a coach. And at mm-hmm. nine and eight, there's a lot of things to be excited for as a Pittsburgh fan. I think George Pickens' ascension will continue going into next year. Um, and if they could really find pieces for the offensive line, man, I feel like they'll be right back in the mix. Yeah, Tomlin knows it. I know it. You know it. And they're just doing it the right way. Like they know they can't invest heavily right now because they don't have the money. They don't have the draft capital to move up and get like a lockdown tackle like you saw in this draft. So they just take the pieces that they can while they can. So it's like they draft picket, great first round pickup, mid to end of the round. Like they didn't pay extra to get him. So I like that. But we knew that they needed linemen. So it's like I think this is gonna be the year where they do that especially looking at early mocks, there's not too many linemen going early because there's a lot of defensive focus, DBs, QBs. So, like, we're in the same boat. Like, we're going to get really good talent, like, linemen-wise, in the back end of the round, which is, like, it's just a part of the process. You know, don't force it. Do what you can in the free agency and then fill your gaps in the drafts and then just keep it moving. So they're just following along that path. It's going as planned. I don't know if it's next year is where they turn the curve, but, like, I do have them within the next two years figuring that out. I think I'm, I have my eyes really set on what happens with Deontay Johnson in the offseason. Yeah, I think he's gone. Um, That's just me, though. Yeah, if he's, he's out of there, then, of course, they're going to have to invest a pick in a wide receiver. Um, yeah. And this, honestly, this wide receiver class, there's a lot of gems out there. Yeah, it's pretty deep. I wouldn't say it's as deep as last year at the top end, but I will say there's guys who are going to go further in the draft that have a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, A favorite of Teal and Steels, I know me and Matt have been on this one. A.T. Perry I have not seen on any mocks. I would love them to add him in Pittsburgh. Is that buddy from SMU? Um, no, nah, he's um, Wake Forest. Okay, I got to check him out. I have no idea who that is. So He's a he's a big body guy, not really a, a speedster at all. His hands are okay. They've been called questionable. He has some drop issues. You'd like him but to go to Pittsburgh? He's a big body guy, and he's, yeah. Okay, I mean, they usually like big body but receivers. But like day so. three. Yeah. It would be like day three, day four. So I can see it. But yeah. And I know they. I know in terms of like coaching up receivers, there's not many out there like Pittsburgh who could turn a guy from, you know, fringe or or raw to what we've seen year after year after year with the ABs and the JuJus and the 
and the Pickens and Juju. the Deontay's. You one, know? one year Juju. Juju. You know Juju's. Uh, he had a second year there that was okay. Yeah. I mean, look at compared to the first two years in Pittsburgh to, to the last three years he's played. I just look at the years compared to playing next to A.B. and the years compared without A.B. Fair point. All right, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, as advertised, always going to let you down. Um, I, in no, Amal, was a little bit more hopeful, but not too far off. I had him at 8 and 9. I didn't have them at 7 and 10 initially, but I did switch a game around, so that is my fault. But would you have them at? 9 and 8. Yeah, so it's like the end of the season, 7 and 10. I thought Watson would take like two to three games to get in the groove and like be normal. Clearly wasn't the case. But like close, but no cigar. Like I'm not mad with it. I think I had this record set, and I think I did say it in the video. Please, we might have to look for the clip. But I okay. think I said we would have to restructure this based on how many games he missed. Yeah. I think when we initially did it, we had him missing about four to six games. How many did he end up missing? If I am not mistaken, it was uh, ten games. Ten? Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I would have revised it a, be- a bit. I think I'd be closer to the actual, um, but it was still very disappointing for when he did come back. Honestly, it was ugly. It was ugly. It it wasn't. They honestly they played better. I don't think this is wild, but they played better for a bit with Jacoby Brissett at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because he had a whole off season like, with the team. Looked more organized. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they looked more organized. Um, like he practiced. You actually. knew what to expect at the offense, yeah. and when Jacoby Brissett played out of his mind, it was such a huge elevation, right? When Deshaun got back, you started running the offense like Deshaun Watson was Deshaun Watson off jump. And when he underperformed, it hurt the team so bad. Yeah, but (laughs) I wouldn't say hurt the team, but it's an investment in the team because you got to get through these wrinkles. You got to iron out the creases. He's either going to do this now or later. I mean, for this year's record, it was. Yeah, but this year was a wash anyway. I don't think anyone in Cleveland was thinking a championship besides everybody on Twitter. Yeah, like There's some people on Twitter who thought they were dark horses. Yeah, never was a dark horse. That. That defense should be top three. Hasn't even cracked top five. I could argue not even, what, back in top ten? And they have playmakers everywhere, so that's a key issue. And then secondly, they have to implement a legitimate system. I don't care what players you throw out there. You have to have the rapport. You got to be on the same page. You got to have the coaching along with it. So many pieces other than quarterback. Unless you are Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, there's so many other pieces than just quarterback that have to – work in order for a team to be like good as fuck so yeah no argument here um nick chubb and kareem hunt kind of semi did their thing kareem hunt did take a bit of a step back a couple steps um yeah and joku had his games but kept dealing with injury but when njoku was hot he was hot i like him if you still like tight ends in fantasy he's a guy that you'll be looking at going into next year um that we've been kind of up and down on over his career yeah, um, looking like he could Donovan end up being Jones, like um, Evan Ingram was this out. year. Yeah, he might be that. He might be this year's Gerald Everett if he could stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Donovan Peoples-Jones had a little bit of a breakout. We saw our buddy from Penn State, I forgot his name, get on the field, do a little bit of things. You mean rookie. Purdue? I think it was the Purdue. David Bell? Yeah, Purdue, my yeah, bad. Yeah. He got on the field, did a little bit of things. Um, Again, rookie year, tough to really, you know – make a good judgment on how good he is yet. But I liked what I saw when he was able to get on the field and contribute. Yeah. Um, they still need that guy, I think, at wide receiver. Um, 
Excuse me? To pair up with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like, obviously Amari Cooper is a beast, but, like, I would like them to <laughs> add another guy. Put it that way. Well, Amari Cooper had a great year. I, I think they did. Like, I don't think Donovan Peoples-Jones is that guy. I do think he's a upgrade from Will, what Will Filler used to be. But I still really? believe in David Bell. Like, once you give him the offseason to really get one-on-one with Deshaun, you're going to invite him to the crib, you know, get a couple beforehand and go out in the backyard. Chill, 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 chill. chill. We don't need the uh, Just get a massage gun. Yeah, yeah get need... a massage gun, you know. Yeah. Go in the backyard, throw some couple balls with each other. It's going to be good sightings. Like, it's just that. Like, they weren't able to get a consistent look at QB. He had to practice with Brissett for, what, all offseason, first 10 games, and then you throw out a new quarterback, and it's like – you have a way better quarterback, a little bit better balls. Like, you got to get used to that, you know? But, like, David Bell, on the other end, wasn't the best rookie. He was pretty bad for a rookie. So, or not pretty bad for a rookie. I had high aspirations. One or two games. Yeah. One or I two didn't games. have that high of aspirations. The The measurables showed that he was way behind the eight ball. Yeah. I mean, everybody started giving him the Amon Ross St. Brown talk. Nah. Oh, look how bad his mm-hmm. measurables were, and look what he turned into. David Bell was never the route specialist that – that Amin Ra was at USC. Not at all. Right? <laughs> David Bell was supposedly winning on athleticism at Purdue, and then when yeah. he went to the combine and saw that the athleticism wasn't there, then what? You know, this is the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, maybe he could carve a rollout where he's kind of, you know, worked on the routes in the offseason, um, play the slot heavily or something, but he has to build some serious type of rapport with Deshaun Watson to really sway me to think that he could be the wide receiver two out there in Cleveland. Well, yeah. Um, me personally, I think Cleveland will be approaching the draft looking for another guy to add to the, to the wide receiver core. You yeah. have Deshaun Watson. You paid him fully guaranteed money. Your defense has a lot of money on that side already. Your offensive line is still top 10 in the league. So you approach it with what is our greatest weakness. And unfortunately it is the, the skill positions at the wide receiver spot. So, I feel like they'll add yeah. somebody. I don't think it'll be day one, but I think it'll be day two. Well, it depends on who's available. If you can get ridiculous talent at that spot, then like you would be idiotic not to take it and be like, "Oh, we just wait till tomorrow." And it's like, no, like I mean, don't force it. Would you be upset if they took um, Buddy out of Boston College? Who's Zay Flowers? Yeah, I'd be highly upset. I'd be extremely upset because you want him. No, because we we can't team. guard that. That's the issue. One. We can't. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's guys like that who might slide to day two. Nah, Zay Jones not or Flowers not sliding to day two. It's not. Well, he'll slide to the middle of the draft, and guess who's there? You're right. But that's the thing. I do think at least that's what I'm saying. I think at least like, three receivers go this first round. And I do think a couple teams trade up to get one. Um, just depends. Like I said, depends on who's there. Cause, I mean, we're eventually going to do a video on on wide receiver prospects, running back prospects. We have this all planned out. And there's guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba who's getting mocked at the back end of the first. I don't think you want him in the division either. I see some mocks having him going to L.A. right now to the Chargers. I've seen mocks having him going to Kansas City, but that was when Kansas City was at, like, 25. He ain't going to no Kansas City. They don't need receivers. Good. They, that's all they need. They don't need receivers. We, what do you mean? They need to anyway, uh, okay, not, another, another topic. My bad. <laughs> no, another <laughs> topic. I don't want to get too deep. We could go down that rabbit hole and it could get into pre-draft talk. But let's let's stick on topic. Ravens. This one. This one hurt. I don't care. I was I had the Ravens at twelve and five. I don't know how much you had them at. Ten and seven. Ten and seven. Chris was on the money. Um, of course I was two wins off. But look, 
I had a Raven Super Bowl futures ticket. Uh, I keep bringing this up in videos. I knew if this team was able to stay healthy and we could have saw the combination or seen the combination of Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, healthy J.K. Dobbins. I mean, like, above 70% J.K. Dobbins. Lamar. All on the field at the same time. This offense would be electric. I don't think those four players played one snap together this year. I don't know for certain, but when Rashad Bateman was on the field, J.K. Dobbins was still out. Um, Mark Andrews went out when J.K. Dobbins came back, and Rashad Bateman was already out at that point. And then Lamar was out for the back end of the year as well. Like, the totality of their offense never got a chance to get going. It was the entire year. It's just on brand. Just Baltimore's brand of football, you know, every year. It's a repeat of 2021, yeah. It's every year at this point. It's, it's on the resume. This is, this is what they do because of the type of football that they play. This is what happens. So, congratulations. Baltimore. So, at least reason to pause because now we go into the offseason. Rashad Bateman isn't happy. He called out the GM on Twitter. Um, what do you say? We're hope- um, talking about don't really throw us under the bus. It's not about the receivers. It's about you guys not having faith in the players you pick or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, like it was, it was kind of wild because the GM said something about not having wide receiver depth or something, which, or like not having the white wide receivers or something like that. Um, but, but you drafted him though. Which, yeah, you you take <laughs> care of that, sir. Like that's like me being at at work and being like, oh, well. I don't have, like, I'm the guy who orders supplies, and I'm like, well, if I had the supplies, yeah, you take care of that. Yeah, like, that's your department. You, Do you, it. That's your job. Um, but, yeah, wow. they got into a little bit of a, you know, Twitter beef with that. Um, J.K. Dobbins, we're hoping, will be back to 100% because 85% J.K. Dobbins looked great at the back end of last year. Not mm-hmm. even 85%. I say 75%. Um, burst, agility, and he was running awkwardly. You could tell he was still trying to, like, find his way. It didn't feel natural, right? Yeah, it was scaring me. Like, he was moving, but, like, you could, you could see that. I was like, he ain't moving. He was he moving, but moves. you could see that it was not, yeah. like, healthy moving. So, And he was moving. Yeah. So imagine when he actually gets himself right again. Crazy. Ravens line underperformed. They still made it work. Um, Lamar got hurt. And, of course, they brought in Lamar Light. Um, <laughs> and, and he was able to do okay. <laughs> You ain't say Lamar Mark Light, and, bro. He is on. Lamar Light. He is Lamar Light. They literally went out there and got a guy who could do some of the things Lamar can do, just not as well. Okay. You're right. No, you're right. Exactly. I just, I'm, I'm um, mad that you're right, though. Mark Andrews got hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. And we knew what that was going to do to the offense, obviously, with no Rashad Bateman, no Mark Andrews. Um, and then when he came back, he wasn't the same guy. So things just fell apart. And they were a win from being... In the playoffs. Wait, what? Or did they make it? They made it. We played them in the first round. Come on, okay, come on. You can't yeah. forget well, they were the, a win from the little stick over, you know, Sam Hubbard. Game. You know? Yeah, yeah, the Sam Hubbard. Oh, yeah, that's the game where that's he it. tried the little jump stuff. I thought that was the last game. I forgot. Yeah. It's because they played back-to-back weeks. It confused me. Yeah, Lamar Light um, fucked it up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lamar Light didn't, yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest, though. Lamar trying to sneak in the red zone has been Fumble City, too, so. The only difference between this and Lamar, Lamar can do that. Tyler Huntley called his own number and was like, F it, I'm going to get it done. And then Sam Herbert was like, hold up, I'm going to get it done. Yeah, he kind of said, get that crap out of here. Yeah. Um, Ravens this offseason, man, can y'all, like, just be healthy? Because people talk about Rashad Bateman not being it. I saw 
glimpses of Rashad Bateman being the guy for him. Oh no, Bateman's he nice. Had a couple games out there. He's nice. Yeah, I like Bateman. And in, in a fantasy perspective, I like the discount I'm going to be able to get on this man this year because he's still young. Yeah. And people are going to be off of him completely. Yeah, 100%. Even worse if Lamar moves. Well, it's an and investment. if Lamar moves you know? and they go get a throwing quarterback, which no disrespect, Lamar, but they get like a traditional throwing quarterback, like a guy who fits stuff in windows, Rashad Bateman's a crispy route runner. So we'll be able to see that aspect of his game get unlocked a lot more. A lot of what we saw this year was Bateman get open, Lamar hit him in stride, and he taking balls deep. We'll be able to see a little bit more of the Keenan Allen side of Bateman if you get a guy who's fitting in a tight windows. Um, cause he's a route specialist. Yeah. He'll get to an open spot, find the zone, get you some receptions that way. You know, PPR guy. But, um, I do think Bateman was right. Like what you said with, on Twitter with like the guy in the organization saying they don't have the right receivers or whatever, which is, like I said, it's his fault. Cause if you have like a triple option run first offense, you're going to want to have bigger bodied, able blocking receivers. And Rashad Bateman's not that. Like Sammy Watkins wasn't that. Not at all. Like Not you got all. a track star from Marquise Texas. Marquise Brown wasn't that. Yeah, Marquise Brown wasn't that. So it's like, if that's what you mean, let's say going to the draft, you see like a Quentin Johnson on the board where he's like a big bodied, like he can move a little bit, can also play receiver. It's like, yeah, that fits your system. But it's like if you're gonna draft like Marquise Brown, you're gonna go and get like Rashad Bateman. You have to switch the offense up to predicate their game. You know, like. Yeah, they also have Mark Andrews, who's not a bad blocking tight end, but he's not he's not Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle's a better blocking tight end, but he doesn't even get as involved as, as Mark Andrews does because Mark Andrews is just so much better receiver. You know who would be a perfect fit for their offense? Who? Like, wait, wait, let me guess. George Kittle. Fuck. I was going to say that. But, yeah, yeah, like you need like a George Kittle yeah. player, and it's like Lamar is so good that he's able to get it Debo. done without those type of players, but that's the coaching's issue. If you were to get, like I said, blocking – receivers that can also play receiver like a Debo, like a Quentin, like a was like a Jamar Chase, like who people that are good at blocking. And you can run that same system and then you roll out and just drop back. Like Lamar can throw. Like I hate that people say he can't. I know you didn't say that he couldn't, but go back to his tape in Louisville. Plenty of time he sat in the pocket, felt the pressure and let it rip. No problem. He's just so good at running that even the Ravens think, okay, then we have to do this to win. And it's like, no, you can win a multitude of ways with Lamar. Like, for example, if Lamar well, Lamar goes was to sitting Miami, in the pocket a lot more this year too. Yeah, because and they were winning games. It just didn't look as exciting. And from a fantasy perspective, which unfortunately fantasy has changed the way we kind of look at football, his scoring came down quite a bit for what he was doing. And people just then they were off of this form of Lamar. But Lamar was winning games in the pocket. Yeah, Lamar was winning games. They go back in the pocket because they have Kenyon Drake starting that running back, and at least they were smart enough to not try yeah. to win through that. So in that instance, like, I'm not saying don't commit to the triple option, but if you are, then do it the right way. Don't try to take shortcuts. Don't try to get flashy. Like, the triple option's ugly. Go get you a six foot five, 300-pound receiver, what, Kevin Benjamin, off the couch, and, and have he him go out there and block. Pounds. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't. You no, know, what you do is you spend the freaking money and you trade for A.J. Brown. Yeah, go get you an A.J. Brown. Like, that's what I'm when saying. When they had the opportunity to. Or, like, when you traded Marquise Brown, you should have been asking for D-Hop back. He's not necessarily like a blocking guy, but he's a big body receiver that you could make mistakes and his catch radius will kind of make you look good as a quarterback. Or even as that, D-Hop requires a double team. He doesn't that, oh, we would like to double team. He requires. So that alone, 
his presence alone helps every other aspect of the offense. And it's like, yeah, get you one of those, but they haven't, and then they make excuses like, oh, our guys just aren't getting it done. It's like, you're not putting the right guys in to get it done. Like, I'm sorry. You're not going to use a screwdriver to hammer a nail. I'm sorry. It, it'll work, but why are you doing that? Go get you a hammer and hammer that boy in. Simple. At 10-7 and seven with Lamar, uh, which I – People are saying like franchise tag them. They don't understand like the the money is so big for quarterbacks right now that tagging people don't make sense. No, you can't you can't really tag franchise tag a quarterback unless your plan is to pay him in the future anyway. Well, if you um, plan to try to get a deal, if you think the next year is going to be a little yeah. bit of a fall off, then yeah, you can like save like ten million, if that. Like okay, we'll give you a lesser yeah. deal. You didn't perform, but it's like that's like you're saying the market's going up. So I think the risk reward on that, if you think you have your guy, pay him. Because if you're going to pay him anyway, then the price is going to go up. But if you don't think that's your guy and you really hope that he has an off year, then why are you hoping your guy has an off year? Like, what's the goal of your organization at that point? That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, And Dak getting hurt on the franchise tag is going to make a lot of guys go, eh, I'm not playing on that shit. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> you, you look at it and there's already steam building up that Lamar might end up in Atlanta. Oh. And if that's the case... Yeah. I love that. I, I can get my first Lamar Jackson jersey. I, oof, I'm loving it. Yeah. All I'm saying is if that's the case, then the Ravens prediction for next year is going to change drastically, and they'll be looking in the draft for someone. Obviously, if they make that move and, and trade Lamar, Atlanta has their pick for this year, right? Do they? I don't, I'm assuming I'm not that first-round sure. pick will be coming back. Um, And I think it would be a top-10 one, if I'm not mistaken. So if – they have their pick, and it's a top 10 one. The Ravens would be approaching the draft looking for a quarterback. Yeah, Atlanta has the eighth so. pick. So, yeah, you're looking at potentially a, a Will Levis-level quarterback? No. A Will don't, Levis? No, no. AR-15. They, they, the only quarterback the Ravens are able to draft, AR-15. AR-15 is a top five pick, no. That's did did he perform AR-15. at the Combine already or no? Nah, he did not, but okay. like – the, bro, his betting odds went from plus like twenty four thousand to plus seven fifty to be the number one overall pick. Now that don't mean nothing. The hype has gotten ridiculous. This the highlights have been dropping. The the fantasy guys have yeah. been on Twitter chirping. Um, the people with the measurable talk, biggest arm in the draft, best athlete at quarterback in the draft. Um. Just a small portfolio of what he did in college, but you see the raw talent. He just needs the right coaching. Yeah, um, and the, the right Josh system. Allen comparisons are coming out now. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. It's it's up, unfortunately. Like, if you're an AR-15 fan, it's written that this man is probably a top five pick now. Um, me personally, no. I think the only team that should draft him is the Ravens. That's the only team I can see him being successful in. I don't want them to draft him. I think the only team that I'd be okay with drafting him, I don't think any of these top teams would do him justice. I think him going mid to late first round would be way better for him, for his career. Um, but unfortunately, that's not how it works out. I don't think Carolina should take him. I don't, I don't like think Carolina. Vegas should take him. Don't like Vegas. I really don't think... Houston should take them. No one, um, no one should go to Houston. I don't think the Bears are gonna take them. They're not. I don't think. I don't think any of the guys up here have the coaching or the pedigree to give Le, not no. Lamar to give Ar what he needs to grow in the NFL as a passer. 
Yeah. Um, all these people would just drop him in and kind of hope that he's a raw version of Cam, which, no. No. <laughs> he is way no. beneath that. So, he needs help. He needs he needs that added, like, tutoring and tutelage for at least a year or two. And any of these spots that he lands in, he'd be getting dropped in and, and being told to go off rip. And maybe I just don't believe in the kid because of what I saw in college. But that throwing motion is a little bit janky to me. Um, and... I feel like accuracy-wise, he has a lot to learn. And in the NFL, it's all about where you're putting the ball and how accurate you are with it. You can't take like the, oh, it's a little bit off, but my guy will make a play. No, the windows are super well, small. Well, in his yeah. case, he can because the way he can extend a play is how he can move. He's not going to just sit back in a pocket and have to dot up the whole field. Like he can run out a little bit. No, to but look then at like even like Deshaun bigger. Watson when he was doing that, he was still dotting on the move. Or if you look at Josh Allen, even if it's a little bit off. It's still within the windows. Like, he's still dotting on the yeah, move. Yeah, all I'm saying is his window is a little bit bigger than, let's say, Zach Wilson's window that he has to hit. You feel like it's just because of his, the way he plays. He does have that room for leverage, which is why teams would take the chance on him because of what else he brings to the but table. But listen to the teams I just listed. Outside of Vegas, yeah. which team has a guy that you put it in and it's not the exact window and they're going to make a play for you? I love DJ Moore, but he's not that type of receiver. He's a... He's a lot more finesse and then yak. He's not really like a Devontae Adams where just put it somewhere in the vicinity and it's his. Well, you know? that's why I say it's going to be mostly on the system. Because like you said, in Carolina, we don't even know their system. We don't know what they're trying to do. But like a team, go back to the Ravens, we know that their main objective is on the ground. We know he's dominant on the ground. JK is dominant on the ground. Those two are set in stone. Now, if, when you go to play action, it's going to help him a lot because of how he moves. Therefore, once he rolls out, and he has Mark Andrews and hopefully Bateman and another receiver, it's like your window's a little bit shorter because Rashad Bateman is like a killer slot receiver. He's quick, and he can get open within half a second, like just off a little shake and bake, whereas like that window's wide open, whereas like let's say if you have him drop back and then Rashad Bateman has to run like a 10-yard post, and then you have the corner and the safety gaining on the same time, you have to hit that little window. It's like if you have him drop back, on the on a drive ten times doing that, it's gonna be the shortest drive. You probably get three of those in a drive, and it's, you're punting the ball. Like you have to get creative, you have to be open, you have to move and maneuver, and that's the type of offense that's gonna like beat to his advantage. For example, like let's say he went to San Francisco, he would be successful there, but there's no job open in San Francisco. So Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I don't know. I don't know about Pittsburgh. He has the weapons. He has a running back. The offensive line isn't the best. But I trusted Mike Tomlin and that coaching staff to get him where he needs to be. You know who he'd kind of end up being over there? Who? Ben Roethlisberger light, but like. Don't stop with this light mobile. shit. Stop. They had Michael yeah, Vick over there too. Yeah. You didn't think of Vick? Yes. You forgot about that? But Vick didn't actually get to play play like that over he there. Played, he was an older Vick, but he was playing over there. What do you mean? Not for long. He played like four or five games for him, no? Yeah, I'm just saying the way we saw Vic was like how have him drop back, dot up the field. And Vic could do that. Vic had an arm on him still. I don't think AR can do that yet. And if he's going to be forced to do that yet. next year, he's going to look ugly. But if he can sit a year or two and like get the process, then by all means, I, I trust it. Well, if you're going top five, sitting is not really in the cards for you. So yeah. I wish him the best. But honestly, I was way higher on him fantasy-wise and career-wise when he was getting projected back into the first. Now they're talking some wild stuff, so. Yeah. I'm gonna just wait it out and see. Obviously, if you get that draft capital, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spend that draft capital to see what you'll be too. For um, sure. But that's a talk for another day. Um, 
This has been the AFC North postseason recap. We know football a little bit. That's what this showed yes, me on the first yes, one. Um, we're going to come back and cover the rest of the divisions, of course. Uh, figured we'd start with AFC North, though, because that's what we started with. And it has the Bengals, you know, Chris's team. And they, they went crazy. But let's just say the next one we talk about, I might be a little bit hyped, too. Like just might, saying. Might be. I'm just saying. Just a little bit. But anyway, we'll catch you all on the next one, boys. Thanks for the support. See you all next time. Peace.